For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. Welcome to the Say Hey Podcast, a San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Say Hey Doug. Follow Rob at Say Hey Rob. Don't forget we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now Google Podcasts. So make sure you're subscribed and following on those platforms. So basically you can get this show wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, make sure that you are joined up on Giants Chatter on Facebook, our public page that's taken off. It is January 25th, 2021. Say hey, Rob. What's going on, man? Oh, not too much. I am feeling great tonight. Not as good as Tom Brady, but, uh, you know, who is these days? Man, that freaking guy. That, that, that guy could take the freaking American Gladiators to a Super Bowl. It's the weirdest thing. Well, there's a line I never thought I'd hear. <laughs> we will, we will talk. Uh, we'll we'll wrap up today's show. Talk a little football just for fun. Um, yeah, because it was a good weekend. Um, I mean, I I I, uh, I won my uh, parlay. I took the Bucks on the money line, Ooh. and I uh, also took the over in the KC Buffalo game. So that hit as well. Yeah, Can't so. go wrong there, man. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll send them player props this weekend, man. All them actual. Vegas set lines really scared me and they scared me in those championship games you know easily manipulated yeah yeah player props are fun sometimes I, I only I only go after those if they're like you know for sure like if I like if I know that's gonna hit I'll go for it but I usually don't mess with those but yeah yeah you know we'll see so uh, just want to remind you all, the uh, Say Hey podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom, furniture, and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Maine and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. Okay, Rob. So what we're going to do tonight, uh, kind of like a relaxed episode. I, I didn't want to like, ha- you know, have too much to prepare for or, or whatever. Straight up, we're going to discuss 
you know, over the last few years and kind of really gathering some popular traction with baseball now are, are the new implemented rules, uh, like some are staying, some are going. So I thought tonight would be a good idea to uh, just freely discuss those on the top of our heads. Like I said, nothing too detailed or structured, just kind of free form tonight. How do you feel about that? I feel great because, you know, the rules these days are very fluid. And as we were just talking about before we got on here, we had to double check a few things ourselves. That is true. Baseball is uh, ever changing because it's never changing. So, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll, uh, I guess let's just jump right into it. So, there's five rules we want to talk about. Well, four rules and one playoff format. And, and we'll, we'll talk about that as well. So, the first one I think is probably the most important because it impacts roster structure. And that's the designated hitter. So, you know, Growing up, growing up Giants fans, obviously always been a National League team and um, there is no DH up until this 2020 season where they kind of tried it out, which if you were going to try it in a season, this was the right season to do it this last year. This was the time to do it for sure. Correct. So um, I'll give my thoughts and then I'll let you obviously give yours. I think we're probably in the same boat on this. Traditionally, I am very much a non-DH guy. I want to see the pitcher hit. I want to see the managers manage. Um, and yeah, Because it really uh, reflects how you're going to be using your bullpen the rest of the night. And so with the DH, you don't really have to make any lineup changes. It makes your job easier. It but uh, it does take away the strategy part of the game uh, for me. And, you know, it's not just the tradition aspect. I think it's just... You know, I, I don't know. I a lot of people say they don't want to hit see pitchers hit. I I get that. Trust me, because ninety seven percent of the pitchers that have to hit are pretty bad at it. I'd rather not see. <laughs> so I will I will say this though. Now I'll keep my thought pretty quick. I've always been anti DH, but seeing it this last year, um and it really benefited the Giants because you have guys like Wilmer Flores, who's not great defensively in the infield, but is a pretty good hitter. And so um, you can insert guys like that, or I see the benefits of it. You know, if a guy's too, Certainly. not injured, but hurt or sore to play the field, he can at least hit that night. I get the benefits of the designated hitter. Ultimately, I'm sticking old school though. I, I know it I know it would benefit the Giants, especially right now. But I'm gonna say I still want I still want no DH in the NL. That's my thoughts. Yeah, you know, I was uh always been on that same boat as you. Love the strategy of it. And then it was so an advantage when you'd have the Mass and Bumgarners of the world come up there and there, Mike Hampton back in the day. Remember he had nine home runs in one year. Something like that, nine Crazy. to eleven. Was that for when Col he was with the Rockies? Yeah, for Colorado. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that's a weapon. You know, if you have a pitcher up there who could control the bat. But I, I gotta admit, man, after this last year, it was like it's like the one thing that you never wanted to get on board with. But as soon as you tried it, you're like, damn, I don't know if I can get back that devil's nectar. <laughs> you know, like so. so I don't know, man. Like it, it really did increase the uh, viewing pleasure in a uh, 
shortened pandemic season. And I would, I would like to see them run it back for 162 personally, just, just to see how it would go for, for one year. And, you know, I'm selfish. I would just like to see how I would feel about it, seeing it for a, a full season and to see how it would actually affect the entire national league in terms of like run output and bullpen yeah. ERA, ERA and just, just see how numbers would truly be effect, you know, impacted from a national league standpoint with the full year of, of the DH. So yeah, I, I would kind of like to see him try for a full year to just for the sake of argument. Okay. And you know, I'll, I'll say this because um, today it sounds like they're, even though I think it's embarrassing that it's January 25th and they're still discussing this with the CBA. What the fuck's going on? Nobody does. But um, there were some, I guess, leaks today. Like I, I put in Giants Twitter and or on Giants Twitter and Giants Chatter on Facebook. John Follow. Heyman was, yeah, John, John Heyman was leaking out some stuff that it sounded like, and we'll talk about playoffs in a second, but the DH would not come back in the NL this year. Right. Um, so it's leaning that way, but I still think owners have to vote on it, obviously. Right. Um, but I, I will wrap up this topic with this. If there's no DH, obviously, you know, that's the way I think it should be. But if there is, and even if it's not this year, but it's, you know, the next time the CBA gets renewed or whatever, if it is around in the National League, I'm not going to bitch about it. I, I'm okay with it, if that makes sense. I've come to peace with it if it, if it does, in fact, happen. Yeah, I, I think we can both say that. And for guys like Wilmer Flores and Darren Ruff, and to a further extent, Dom and Solano. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, it, it's going to extend their careers quite a few years. But yeah, we'll see what happens. True. Um, the next one I, I will jump right into because it was brought up with the DH um, today. And that is expanded playoffs. And Along with the no NLDH, it's sounding like expanded playoffs will not happen this year like they did this last year. This last year, there were there were 14 teams, correct, that got into the playoffs this last season yes. for the shortened season. Um, Wild. So basically, it would, it would go back to the 10-team um, playoffs, so five National League, five American League, where – uh, you get playoff. the w- one game playoff for those two wild card spots, and then obviously the three uh-huh. division winners. Uh, I'll, I'll let you go first on this one. What What do you think? Like, question number one: Are you for expanded playoffs? And question number two: If not, are you okay with the current ten team format? Yeah, I am. I'm pretty okay with the current ten team format. I I'm not a fan of the extended playoffs. I think. I think what's always made baseball special is how how tough it is to get into the playoffs, and it just it's what makes it different from any other sport in in, in my opinion. You know, it's a long season, and if you don't really love the game, you tend to have a problem with it. Like it's the purest, like like you and I who watch every game, and we're like, oh, we can do one sixty two. Hell, they could do two o two, and we probably we we wouldn't be mad about it, but. Um, with the the limited playoff structure, it just makes it a little more special to get to get in there and not take it for granted, which a lot of teams do in like the NBA and the NFL. Oh, playoffs will get back; it's not a big deal. But yeah, with 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 the ten team and the one game playoff, you know, I'm I'm in favor for it. 
but Giants have had good I, history with it. Y- yes, maybe, maybe that's why <laughs> I like it so much. But um, maybe 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 a best a best two out of three in that first uh, wild card series would would sit better with me. I I don't know the one game playoff. I mean, God, anything can happen in one game as we've seen over the years. But but I guess on on the whole, I'm 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 okay with it the way it is. I I agree. I I I'm against expanded playoffs. A I the first point you said I I concur with. Like you know the uh, that's the unique beauty of baseball playoffs. Traditionally is it's kind of like a, a an elite club that you have to get invited again to, you know, and, and trust me, we're big NBA fans too. And, you know, for our beloved Sacramento Kings, we'd probably need 26 teams uh, yeah, to be available for the playoffs. Yeah. But, any, but anyways, back to the main point, um, you know, over half the teams in the NBA get into the playoffs and uh, the NFL, you know, NFL this year, they did something different. It, it worked out, but um, yeah, that's, that's what I've always liked about baseball. It's not, it's it's an exclusive club. It's not like it's hey, it's for everybody gets a shot to go win a World Series, and um, I think it's it's, I think it's part correct. The hot usually the hot team. It's not always the best team, and we know that firsthand. It's it's the hot team, <laughs> yeah. but it's not it's not always. Um, I lost my train of thought. I always lose my train of thought. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I I don't see the the point for fourteen teams. Um, I'm okay with the the ten and the the one game playoff. I think it's exciting. I think it brings a lot of um, it is exciting for sure. Adrenaline for one game, and it's very beneficial to you if you have a, a mow down ace that can win you one game. And we've seen that with Bumgarner. You know, did he do it three times? So, so, uh, one versus Volquez in Pittsburgh, then against Syndergaard yeah. and the. Uh, Connor Gillespie game. The Cubs, yeah. So he's three and zero in those wild card games. The Mets, yeah. So uh, this crazy. Um, so yeah, no, I I think we stay with the ten teams for now. But he, it would absolutely benefit the Giants, especially in the near future. That's the thought I wanted to say because, you know, <laughs> you got teams like the Dodgers and the Padres who, Two you know, teams right now. Uh, NL. It, it, you, you could argue in baseball. Um, mm-hmm. at least on paper. We, we know what the Dodgers can do. They're defending champs, but on paper, the Padres are right there. They're probably a top three team, you know, offensively and pitching. So I say keep it a 10. I'm with you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and we'll see what by the next CBA. Maybe they expand it to, yeah, best two or three. But other than that, I'm fine with how it was, how it has been. Just don't, don't tinker too much with it, please. Yeah. Let, John Heyman, I know you're listening. Let him know. <laughs> okay so the next one is the three batter rule and this one's going to be short for me i straight up don't like it um i think it takes away again i'm all for managers managing and using stri- strategics and um or strategy i'm sorry but you know when you get to uh, uh, like a lefty specialist, you know, say you got Tony Watson in the back of your bullpen and it's the seventh or eighth inning and, you know, they got their best hitter coming up who's a lefty, but then after that they have two righties. Like, I just, I, I understand, I guess I understand the point of the rule and speeding up the game, but does it really speed up the game? A, um, and you're kind of taking away jobs. Like, because guys are, 
especially lefties per se in the bullpen, like a lot of them are just specialists. They go after lefties. I kind of, you know, equivalent to, uh, you know, having someone check out your groceries. That's a robot instead of a person. You're taking away jobs from human beings. So (laughs) I don't know. I hate the three beta batter rule straight up. I go back to go back to, you know, having managers pitch guys against whoever they want. Yeah. You know, for a guy like, you know, Javi Lopez, you know, he wouldn't have had a career if that was a rule. Like he, there's no way. Very seldom did he go more than a batter or two. That's just, you know, that was his job. He was a, he was a specialist. Yep. And, um, yeah, I mean, does it really speed up the game when a guy is out there just getting tagged, gives up, gives up three hits or walks three guys? Because sometimes guys get out there and the moment's too big or, you know, they whatever they had going down in, in the bullpen, they get on the mound, oh, my God, it's gone. And, yeah, so some I don't I agree with you. It doesn't always speed up the game, and you know, and it and it eliminates one of my favorite parts of baseball over the years, where you know a guy our manager would would make a big move in a clutch situation, and guy would go out there, a guy like Pedro Baez or something or something like that would go out there and just serve up a fat one on the first pitch and get taken out for like a three run jack, and then. Two seconds later, here comes Dave Roberts. One pitch, out of here. It was the funniest thing. I used to always. It was funny what happened. It would happen to the Giants. I'm like, God, freaking dude, must be feeling like shit right now. Right now, I mean, one pitch, hanger. Have a nice night. Get out of here. You know. But well, it doesn't. You're right though. It does not speed up the game. It just doesn't. Well, and that's Major League Baseball's point. But from what you just said, your point of number of pitches you know in professional sports these days a lot of leagues or whatever are trying to or associations are trying to protect their players as best as possible and so i feel like this kind of contradicts that because say you have a guy that goes out there and has to face three batters and obviously if he faces one and it's to end the inning you can put a new pitcher in if, if you don't know much about that, you, you don't have to face three. If you face one or two and it ends the inning, you can run a new reliever out there next inning. Yeah. But say you come in and it's a fresh inning and you have to face those three batters, um, you know, you're usually going to be throwing in between 10 to 15 pitches, I would say on average, you know. And But say something goes awry and you end up throwing 20, 25 pitches but, and you can't be pulled, mm-hmm. there goes your next night. You can't throw the next day. I mean, unless it's, yeah. And so I would think that, you know, Major League Baseball would want to protect its relievers and say, hey, you know, this guy pitched last night, but, um, you know, Javi Lopez is coming up and we'll go back 10 years and Adrian Gonzalez is pinch hitting for the Dodgers. So let's bring in, you know, let's bring in Javi to get this one guy and he gets him in four pitches to ground out the first or whatever. Belt probably booted it, but any, no, I'm just kidding. Belt's great defensively. But anyways, my point is, is okay. Javi pitched night before he only threw four pitches tonight. Let's get him out of there. And you know, he can start, you know, resting up that arm, but no, with the three batter rule, if he threw 21 pitches last night and I want to bring him in to face Adrian Gonzalez, a you're not bringing him in or, you know, you have to risk running him out there for another 15, 20 pitches again. So It just limits managers. It limits managing. Get rid of it. 
I, I I'm over it. Get rid of it. You, you know, I, I was thinking this just came to me. What if you know baseball keeps that keeps the three batter rule? What if they put in a similar rule about like pinch hitters, where if a guy pinch hits, he's got to play at least three innings. Man, that seems a little I radical, but like, uh... <laughs> I, I know. But like, I, I mean, just just to even it out, a guy like say Matt Stairs, <clears throat> who can never play the field over the years, <laughs> you know, then what? I, well, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, just to, just to even it out because it takes away because you you're, you were realistically you're taking away left lefty specials or righty specialists for sure. You know, you know, to come in and get a couple guys out, but there are. Or guys, you know, who occupy rosters where, or they have over the years where their role was just to come in and pinch hit. Oh, okay, didn't didn't work out. You know, John Vanderwall for the Rockies all those years. Wow, you that's know, a throwback. That was all he did. He just pinched yeah. it. Like for yeah. so his skill was okay. He's 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 good at coming off the bench and you know adapting to, to to whatever pitcher, but he couldn't play the field. It was that was like the National League's version of of a DH. Did Mark time. did Mark Sweeney ever play the field? He was like a professional pinch hitter. I mean, not, shit, not not really. <laughs> I know, I know he's a he was a first baseman, but yeah, he was listed but, yeah. as first baseman. Yeah, yeah not really. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think I think it's dumb. Like, just forget that three batter rule out of here. I I think it's I think it's the worst one of the newer rules. I think it's yeah. the worst one. Get rid of it. Um, Very dumb. Mo- moving on to another rule that is intended to speed up the game and I'll, I'll let you get your thoughts first because I'm the next two I'm pretty uh, strong in how I feel about them so international rules so basically what that means is it goes to extra innings uh, obviously the visiting teams up first they get a runner on second with nobody on or with nobody out runner on second so if that run comes around to score you know it's a run and then the home team gets the same thing in the bottom half of the inning um, so basically, I, I get the uh, I get the excitement factor because right away you got a runner in scoring position. So, what are your thoughts on the uh, international rules runner on second to start extra innings? It's stupid as hell. Very stupid. <laughs> I mean, it puts inferior teams in a position to win. You know, you put a guy on second base, people act like, oh, he's going to do. He's only on second base, and. You know, a teams could bun them over, and so but they'll be sacrificing it out. Yes, they could. But Nobody's done that yet. No, of course, nobody. Yeah, not one person, not one manager called for that last year out of all the games I saw. But it's the dumbest thing. Uh, just the little, a broken bat, a bleeder, a swinging bunt. You know, that's a run. You got first and third. All of a sudden, nobody out. It just, you know. I didn't really pitch, you know, growing up or anything, but God, that's got to put such a freaking, oh, like that, that would just piss me off. I, I go going out there, not even throwing a pitch and looking back and seeing some full on second base already that I didn't put there. I mean, that's, that's gotta be the most sinking feeling there is, you know, and I, I don't know. And it just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't level the playing field or, or, or anything like that. It doesn't make it more exciting. I mean, I see no benefit to it other than, okay, let's crib and go the hell home. You know, like if you don't want to, God, if you don't, if you don't want to be there, just fucking cancel extra innings altogether. Screw it. Let's have ties. Let's go one step further. Oh, oh, oh God. Dumb. No this ties. is dumb. Okay. Dumb. So here, here's, 
I, I'm I'm a little excited about this because I somewhat disagree. Finally, I feel I feel like we agree on a lot of stuff, but I'm I'm anxious to to disagree on this one. But okay. not as is. I want to modify it, and here's how I modify it: the tenth and eleventh innings go as normal. Nobody on, nobody out for the okay. um, home and away team. Because the point of this rule, straight up, is to speed up the game, add excitement. Well, add excitement as well because people complain that baseball is boring. A lot of people complain that baseball is boring. They want to see excitement. Boom, we can don't, have don't excitement watch. right off the bat. Okay, well, obviously we feel that way. <laughs> but, but anyways, here's my point. I think it's very similar to – once you get to the third overtime in college football, you got to go for two, right? So after a touchdown. So yes, yes, yes. I think the equal to this would when you get to the twelfth inning, okay, the tenth and the eleventh, it stays tied, or the visiting team scores a run, and then the home team ties it back up. Mm-hmm. We're still tied, top of the twelfth. Then international rules kick in. Okay, so the tenth and eleventh normal, twelfth inning comes along. You got to go for two, quote unquote, quote. So now you have a runner on second, and international rules kick in. Um, in the 12th inning and they're on and therefore. So if it gets to, you know, the 13th, 14th, 15th inning, well then, you know, they just keep tying it up or whatever, but international rules, 12th inning on, how does, how, what do you feel about that? You know, I mean, when you put it out like that, that does make a lot more sense. I would, I would say maybe once I get to like the 13th or 14th. So a little long. Yeah. Like, cause if you're, if you're really worried about protecting the players and pre- protecting arms and, speeding up the game and all the crap that they want to lay out on the table for this rule and then then yeah but i the players gotta they just gotta hate it i'm sorry the players gotta hate it i i don't see how any of that would be beneficial to to them like if you you know you, you play a game for three hours nine innings and you, like you can you can uh, lose lose that easily on on a broken broken bat or the littlest thing like you know you know how baseball is like I I don't know because people see it say there's so much luck involved in baseball already like ask Dodger fans how they feel about the Giants winning all those World Series you know like <laughs> I mean that I mean you can you can come into win so so easily with, with that guy second net nobody out roll but. I, I guess I, I I'm, I'm I guess I'm with you on that. If you want to push it back a few innings, okay. But uh, man, I mean, extra innings happen every every day. It seems like so. I would I say know. on average, and I'm sure there's a stat on this, but like I would say on, on average, there's probably you probably get an extra inning game like out of one and a half every full days of of a baseball schedule. You know, like yeah. So it, it seems that way. Yeah. Um. I had another thought, but it must not have been that important. So, yeah, that's my thought in international rules. Modify it. Is, I, it really, I, is it really called international rules? Like, did they start that like, in Japan? Or those are, well, that and um, I do know that softball uses that as well, like for sure. The, like right when, you get, yeah, right when you get to extra innings, international rules kick in and there's a runner on second. So hmm. okay. that is a thing. Uh, last one. And this one, just kind of like the last one, this one I kind of – the 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 seven inning doubleheader, um, uh, you know this one's interesting because I, I know especially this last season doubleheaders became almost like an everyday thing, especially for the Cardinals. 
Um, and the Marlins had a handful too. Uh, I get it. 18 innings or, or 18 inning minimum for double headers. It's a lot. And, you know, especially for, um, like I spoke about a little bit ago about protecting, especially arms. I mean, you're using up a lot of arms um, in an 18 plus inning day. So I, I get the point of seven inning doubleheaders, but this is another one that I want to modify. And this one I'm kind of proud of because just like the last one I came up, it came to me in a dream. Wow. <laughs> no. So here, here's my thing. Here's my modified doubleheader scenario. If you get into the seventh inning and the team, there's a team that's winning and they are five runs or more ahead, the game finishes after seven innings. But like if in it's – well, hold on. If it's four runs or less, I, and I, I use that because in one swing of the bat, you can grand slam. There's four runs right there which is the most you can do in an at-bat. So if it's a grand slam away or less, you have to play all nine. So if you get to the eighth inning, hear me out. I know you're giving me a look like, what the hell? So, but <laughs> no, hear, hear me out. I'm trying to think. If, if you get to the top of the eighth, or I'm sorry, the bottom of the seventh, and it's five to three, okay? Very much striking distance, right? Oh, yeah. You, you have to play the eighth or the ninth. But if it's eight to three, and it's kind of uh, this game – kind of got out of not out of hand but you know it's a five run lead the blood the, game, the game ends after the seventh inning does that make sense yeah i i i see what you're saying i i would can it, I, I don't know if they would ever do that but i just, I, I i definitely i i, I see that i see the benefit of it because i mean hell i mean it gives the losing team a shot unless it's like five runs is like okay it's a good deficit you know then let's right. just end it let's play game two Right. You know, they always, uh, you know, they, they always say the great thing about baseball is that there is no clock, but we're, uh, a, 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 as you can see, you know, with the, these new rules, they are trying very hard to make it. So there is some, some, uh, somewhat unofficial of a, clock of a, a, yeah, an unofficial clock, a, a, a time limit, like hurry the hell up, let's go. But, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, like if, uh, if they want to experiment, well, with something like that for a year, I'd say at this point, why the hell not? Because, you know, they're doing everything else. And that does make, that does make a little more sense. You know, if you're going to do, do the, if you're going to, if they're going to stick with, with the seventh inning doubleheader, but, but see, personally, I, yeah, I don't, I think in a normal year where there aren't a lot of doubleheaders. True. I, 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 I actually, I, I'm not too against the seven inning doubleheader because in a normal a normal season, you the, the doubleheaders almost became obsolete a few years ago. Like you never saw them. I guess they're, they're pretty double, rare now. Right? If somebody's had a doubleheader, it was like holy shit, you know, like maybe one or two a year, and it it was really cool. But yeah, I mean, who knows what's gonna happen in this next next year or so with the, with the pandemic and all that. So, so yeah, I mean. If they were gonna, if doubleheaders are, are gonna become a, a normal thing, I guess I, w- I wouldn't be totally totally against what, what you're proposing there because at, at least there's at least there's a chance you know you know for them to you know speed speed it up a little bit or if the game's close because yeah 
I don't know how many times last year during all, all the doubleheaders that, that were played, it was a one-run game going to the seventh and or after the seventh and boom, oh, shit, the game's over? Yeah, like that's that's kind of my main point of yeah. my modification of it, and you know, but you brought up a good point too. Like double headers have kind of died out through recent years, and it probably is due to I, I don't want to sound cheesy, but player safety. I mean, especially like in the dog days of August or whatever, and you got guys out there in St. Louis, and it's ninety six degrees, but it, with the humidity, it feels like it's one ten. Cincinnati. And sure, it, it, anywhere in the Midwest, I mean, these guys are dying, you know, and so it's like. I I think I think especially with um this upcoming season it's it's now we've been through a season where we know they can pull a season off but this is and hopefully it should be the last season where we do have covid concerns you know kind of just some like mercy time why yeah. not cuz there's no like scheduled double headers anymore but why yeah. not why not make a double header scheduled you know, every other week. So you have like two double header days a month. And basically what that does is instead of one day off after like a double header or the end of a road trip, maybe you can get two days off. And if something goes awry, you can, you know, fill those off days with the extra games if you have to. So I don't know, just, just a thought, but. That would be interesting because if it's going to stay consistent, which we don't know if it will or not. Yeah. I am, I am not yeah, what you're proposing, why not at this point? Yeah. You, know, you know, they're doing everything else. Yeah, so <laughs> basically uh, Rob's okay with the DH now for the NL. I still don't want it, but I want to be pissed. Just kind of reviewing what we talked here. Expanded playoffs, we both want 10. Uh, three battle roll, get rid of it. International rules, Rob says no. I say modify it. And the double header, I say modify it, and Rob says he's actually okay with the seven inning double header. So um, that was fun because I've been kind of looking forward to. I wanted, I really wanted to talk rules. Um, so let's let's wrap up tonight. Okay, so we're now thirteen days away from Super Bowl fifty five. I know we're going off baseball topics here, but Super Bowl LV LV in Tampa Bay, and how did Vegas uh, not not get that? I mean, talk about perfect. I don't know. They, are, are they hosting it next year? Probably. But yeah, but Super Bowl, Super Bowl LV in in Las Vegas. I mean, how? Oh they, my! Oh, now I see you're saying. Oh my God! You're they, right. How they screw that up? Probably because they weren't <laughs> sure when that new stadium was going to be done, and it was already, you know, the mind was made up before already. But that would have that actually marketing that would have been great. Ooh. You're right. You're right Man. on that. Um, oh. So just to recap, before the season, and if you don't believe us, go back to, was it our September 11th episode? It was opening night in the NFL, and it was the Texans and the Chiefs. And Rob and I gave our um, conference title picks and Super Bowl picks. So I remember mine. I actually got three of the four correct. I said Buffalo and Kansas City in the AFC title game. Nailed it. And I nailed the winner of that, Kansas City of the Super Bowl. In the other game, I had Tampa Bay correct, and then I had my San Francisco 49ers, <laughs> who obviously had a rough year. I picked the Niners to win that game and beat the Chiefs in the rematch. Obviously, that didn't happen. So I'm, I'm pretty happy three of the four. Um, so what, and what were your picks in the title games again? It was your 49ers. Mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I was on that board, too, against the Green Bay Packers. 
Okay. With the Niners winning. And it was the Kansas City Chiefs losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's right. And the Steelers had a better year than I think the general public thought they would have had. Like you were yeah, you were pretty young. Way too freaking early. They did. Uh week twelve came along and it was like Yikes. Um Okay, so let's get to, let's just let's just pick a winner here. So we got Tampa Bay at home for the first time ever against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, man, I think this is great because, and I, I know again another cheesy thing. I've been seeing it everywhere, but you got the goat against baby goat with Brady and Mahomes. Uh, this is going to be a fun game, and whatever the over is, whatever the over is, take it. Uh, if you take the over, take it now. And I'll tell you what, I saw it was Kansas City minus three and a half last night. I just have a feeling that's going to grow. Like, I, that can get up to – I can see that getting up to, like, seven. I'm serious. I don't know really? why. I don't know why you can say I'm an idiot. I just have a feeling that's going to get to seven. So, if you think if you think Kansas City's going to cover even seven, jump on it now while it's, like, three and a half. So, <laughs> oh, 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Disclaimer, we're not uh, gambling um, professionals. No. So as much as I, I'll be honest, I've always been a Tom Brady fan, like for the longest time. Um, and I like Mahomes too. He's, he's freaking fun to watch, dude. I, I will be openly rooting for Tampa Bay to win this game. Um, also for our buddy, Eric, who's yes. a lifelong Tampa Bay Bucks fan. So we're yes. pulling for you, buddy. Mike Allstott, man. <laughs> Keyshawn Johnson jersey too. Yeah, um, yes. I'm pulling for Tampa Bay. I don't think they win though. I I just think Kansas City has has a lot going on. Would I be surprised if Tampa wins? No, because Tampa has a very underrated, underappreciated defense. I love Shaq Barrett, Levante David, studs. Yes, yes. Um, but I'm gonna go 37-30, Kansas City. Okay, well, I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. I think. All right. I think this is, uh, you know, for the reasons you threw out there, you know, you got the goat, Brady, in for the for the, for the first time ever. I, I guess technically, this is the first time that a team's been at home for the Super Bowl. But yo, know, did, didn't didn't the Forty ers play like the Dolphins at, at like Stanford? It was one year? It, it was at Stanford's. <laughs> it was at Stanford Stadium, and then in '79, the Rams played. Was it the Raiders? At um, the Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, te- technically, this is the first time that that. This is the third regional host, uh, yeah. but it's the but first it's, actual like you're playing stadium. in your stadium, correct? Yeah, and just I guess just for 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 that reason right there, and Brady just for whatever whatever reason we'll we'll never find out why he picked Tampa Bay out of all, all, all the teams that you know he wanted to go to. The weather, I mean, man. Yeah, yeah, it's the weather. It's Florida. You know, you got no taxes down there. I mean, th- he's an old guy. I got. I mean, there's plenty <laughs> of reasons. And, and he basically got, got got to pick his team, you know, with you know, brought, loaded gets, with weapons. Gronk gets him, gets in, gets four and egg. It's Antonio Brown. Pretty much, he's he's basically been the, the GM of that team. You know, some LeBron James type stuff. But <laughs> I mean, just for all those reasons, like it just. I don't know my. I guess my my heart is just is with Tampa Bay. Like my my 
my brain my, my brain is 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 on KC because like you just look at the matchup it's like well Jesus you know these guys don't these guys don't lose you know but just for all all the all the variables and the way the season's played out it just it just seems like they're gonna find a way to get it done and Brady I hope so and, and Brady's gonna be able to walk away being the only quarterback of of all time to win the Super win the Super Bowl at home. And he, you know, he did it. He's going to say he can, he did it without, without Belichick. And true. I, I feel like, I feel like everything has just gone, has fallen Tom Brady's way this year. And, and, and when it didn't look like it was going to like back in when like, they didn't really play once too, you got to factor that in. Kansas, you know, Kansas city did beat him back in week 12. I believe that was right. Something like that. In, in Tampa Bay and freaking Tony Romo said after the game, he's like, you know, I think these guys are going to play again in this stadium in the Super Bowl. And sure as shit, he was right. And you know it, Jim. Jim, I think we're going to see this matchup again. Look at him shaking hands out there. You know, old guard and new guard. Oh, do you want a Corona, Jim? <laughs> and I'm wearing my Skechers, Jim. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say – I, I, I'm going to say 31-28, Tampa Bay. All right, man. I'm with you. My heart, I want the Bucks, but my head, Kansas City. But I guess I'm, I do have a big head, so I have to go with my head. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great Super it's Bowl, gonna be no matter awesome. what. One of the best ones ever, I think. So, yeah, and I'm just looking forward to doing some squares, man. Who who doesn't love betting on some squares, man? Give me $5 a square. Give me $5 a square in 45 different pools, and next thing you know, right. you're, you're, you're you, you'll win deep. two squares. You're, you're but as deep in all those pools. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, well, thanks for joining us tonight. Make sure you're on that Facebook group, Giants Chatter. It keeps growing. We can't wait to get going on that once the season is underway. Uh, make sure you're communicating with us on there, on Twitter, Instagram. You know, talk to us through it all. Tell us if you agree with us or disagree with us on our uh, rule ad- rules advice tonight for Major League Baseball. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So, for Say Hey Rob, this is Say Hey Doug. Go Giants. It's For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.